0: Welcome to the Access VFX podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness and opportunity in VFX, animation and games industries.
1: Hi, I'm Simon Devereux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects, animation and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. Hello, I'm Simon, founder and director of Access VFX and welcome to season two, episode 28 of the Access VFX podcast. In this episode, we speak to Ace Ruel, actor and director of Creature Bionics. We are wrapping up 2022 with this killer of an episode. Ace's story is incredible and worthy of lending your ears. We have such an interesting conversation covering Ace's journey from aspiring dancer, escaping a life of crime, his teaching work, all the way through to entering the uber creative world of creature bionics and, of course, visual effects. So stop what you're doing, open that box of mince pies, and please enjoy episode 28 of the Access VFX podcast with Ace Ruel. Hello, it's me, Simon, and welcome to the Access VFX podcast, season two, episode 28. On each episode of the pod, we open the doors of the Access VFX Vault to all manner of guests from the visual effects, animation and games industry who dare brave the big 20 questions. In this episode, we're opening the vault for another very special guest. I'm so excited to speak to this guy at age 15, having dropped out of school without completing his GCSEs. He received his first conviction for GBH for carrying an offensive weapon. He escaped going to prison as the judge felt there was still time for him to mature. So instead of prison, he was sentenced to 100 hours of community service, a fine, and one year's probation. By this time, he had already left home and was completely immersed in a criminal lifestyle. In October 2007, age 19, he was arrested and charged for two counts of armed robbery and handling stolen goods. He was remanded in prison and chose to plead not guilty due to the lack of evidence against him. During his trial, he was found guilty and sentenced to eight years in prison. After four and a half years, he was finally released from prison in April 2012. Knowing that a life of crime wasn't for him, and determined to prove to himself and others that even a criminal record would not stop him from achieving his goals of becoming a successful actor, within just two years, he landed his first established acting role as a motion capture actor for the Hollywood film The Legend of Tarzan, without the aid of an acting agent. Now a professional actor, movement artist, and self-trained performance coach, a freelance motion capture and creature acting instructor, a regular motivational speaker at events, colleges, and schools. He set up the company Creature Bionics in 2020, a then practical effects company that specializes or specialized in developing a manufacturing and manufacturing state-of-the-art equipment for live-action creature performance in film, TV, and animation. His acting and stunt work includes work on Marvel's Eternals, Netflix is his house which I really do want to get into I love that movie and the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and of course friend of the show has the laws Rift which is coming soon you should check out episode 18 if you can please welcome to the podcast the amazing the incredible it's only Ace Ruel Thank you it's thank you for having an me absolute pleasure Ace and um, yeah I mean uh, we had a little chat before we hit record and I mentioned I, I'm a big, big fan of the VFX artists podcast. I remember listening to your podcast a while back now. I think it might've been last year when you were on that particular podcast. And I've often, I started following you on LinkedIn. And then every every other day when I'm kind of doing the, the doom scrolling on LinkedIn, I'll see you running around with some kind of prosthetic kind of arm thing and I mean, yeah. just the incredible kind of feats of, uh, I would say athleticism that you, 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 you put into practice with your work. But um, always been really interested Thank in you. what you've been doing, particularly your... Um, recent halloween joker makeup you know if we're going to bring it to uh, <laughs> present day that was pretty incredible which we could touch on as well but i just thought it'd be great to get um somebody from your world as well you know particularly the work that you do in, in stunts and, and creature bionics and we've never had anybody on the pod that does that we've often focused on the typical world of animation vfx artists production folk but really keen to hear more about your your craft ace um but yeah welcome there you go i'm gonna stop fanboying now and i'll let you you <laughs> respond
0: yeah and no, no, i appreciate it, man so yeah so for those that are listening you heard yeah my name is ace Rowe. ace being my first name ro being my middle name and yeah i just you know what i try to avoid all the titles because mm. i remember I remember when I was coming up, I thought, you know, it'd be good to have actor, moving artist and have all of these titles. I thought, yeah, you know, it will make you more, more visible to people that want to hire you. And then after I'd I'd listened to a few people and they said, no, it's good to have one at most two names. If other people label you with all of these names, it's fine. But for yourself, it should be one name. So I, I think that I normally go by actor and creative i think they're the two for me you know i haven't i haven't really put the entrepreneur title on there because i feel like what i what i'm doing is more about the the process and the the evolution of what i'm doing rather than gaining the money you know of course we want to gain money you know you know we we have families we have to live but when i think about why i started what i did it came from the passion of wanting to to evolve how actors play fantasy and creature characters and it started from the practical effects you know being mm. inspired by andy circus someone who you know revolutionized having cgi characters as the main character you know Weta, you know obviously done it with 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 Avatar and that was obviously the one, the big film, but then Andy Serkis is who people are associated with when it comes to actor and motion capture. You know, he's associated the two. So he was a big inspiration to to the movement that I've I've created and, and it's just been it's just been a a blessing to be able to progress in the way that mm. I have in regards to creature bionics which is the main source of me now which is even more taken over than me performing nowadays i'm more focused on testing out the rig showing examples and performing here yeah. and there but now it's more about producing and directing in the sense of how to use the equipment how it will work with this and stuff so yeah man it's this that's 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 me in a yeah, short I mean, it does in it does seem
1: ride. currently it is a beautifully put and you know, one thing I've said, you use the term uh, entrepreneur and it's, it's a it's a phrase that gets kind of bandied around a lot. But what I've caught from, yeah. you know, watching your, you know, from the snippets I see online and on socials and on, on LinkedIn and things like that is there is a, there's a real spirit of evolution and how far you can push stuff. Like it feels really fresh and new, like MoCap's been around for years, you know, the kind of creature work's been around yeah. for years. But it seems like you're taking it from a kind of re- almost like seeing how far you can push it yeah that's that's the sense i get as a non you know i don't work on the box you know i work in talent development but that's what i see is someone who's seen right how far can i take this is that fair to say is that a fair assumption
0: Uh, yeah and that's exactly what it is i i really think about how how far and how real can Mm -hmm. we take it you know if you look at all the the rigs that i i have i make sure that i don't get involved in any rigs that are not are not controlled by the actor themselves, you know, because there is puppetry, there is animatronics, but I want it to be where it's all based on the actor. You know, it's all based on how the actor moves her or his body in order for that practical rig to work with them alongside them in order to try and get the skeleton. Because you realize that, you know, of course you're from the VFX world. So you we you we know that I could be in a gray suit and just run around and be a reference point for you guys and you know you guys make the magic. But for me it's just that if if we if I can create rigs that still help that performance that make the actors react to me even more realistic mm-hmm. and the direct and the VFX uh, senior can see, visualize it uh, just ten percent more, twenty percent more. If I can do that as well as provide a real performance for everybody on set, then that's what my job that's is. Cool. It's about the goal, and then you know whether it's just reference, me being in a grey suit or a blue suit, whether mm-hmm. it's in mocap, either way, I want to be able to ensure that the actor is able to provide the most realistic performance, match the physicality as much as possible, match the energy, the tone, match, and again give you guys visual give you more visuals to play with. You know, Uh, Marvel Eternal was a prime example. Like when I first done it, you know, I was in a gray suit. I was, you know, supposed I could have just been a human running around doing the fight stuff. And I I said, no, I'm going to bring my arm extensions because my character was quadruped. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be more realistic to it and give people something more realistic to react to. And it just started from there, to be fair. That was the journey. Marvel Eternals was the beginning of creature barnets because it was like i want to be able to come on set with my own equipment and and provide more than just what's given because you know if it's not a film like star wars or planets of the apes the practical effects they're not really going to care for it that much unless it's a main Mm -hmm. actor thing that the the little characters on the side yeah we you know putting McGrace, grace suit we just had them as mm-hmm. reference but for me it's like no let me give you guys a real performance. To work let with, me yeah, and it's to, because of, yeah. yeah and it's because and it's because of that which is why I was also working on the other ant man on the, the the most recent ant man because it was some of the mm-hmm. same teams so those things there really do let me know that i'm moving in the right direction with that's, what I'm that's doing.
1: why it feels so um so unique and so innovative it's you know almost goes hand in hand with what industry's doing with um like led walls where you've literally got the whole scene behind you. you can see it it's not you know it's not like the the green yeah. screen where you're like you're pretending to interact with an environment um i mean i remember being really taken you posted something where you're you're walking down the street and you've got a tail swishing about behind you it was like bonkers it looks literally yeah. like a real Tail that works with how you are walking and your movement and physicality yeah. and it feels like all of this stuff we're talking about um i'm not saying it's a return to the practical effects of old but it's almost like looking at practical offense through a kind of new lens is that it's, there's a real respect to you know for for the pra- practical effects it's almost a blend of both worlds a little yeah. bit is that fair to say again this is yeah. full disclosure yeah. i'm not a i'm not a vfx artist out there but most people know <laughs> but i'm not a technical person but that's my yeah. my take yeah no
0: i i am i i would definitely say that what i but i think about creature bionics it's i think about two things one how can we exercise the potential in character performance and the marry between performance vfx and practical effects that is what i think about so when i do something how can it work with everything you know because you have people from back in the day that were like, oh, I don't really like their VFX stuff, you know. No, it's it too much. I, I, I've, li- I've spoken mm-hmm. with some people who were like from films like, oh, what's what's from Jurassic Park to Alien to what's the Indiana Jones oh, yeah. where they really blew up stuff and everything. And they were like, they always say they're not so much a fan of VFX. And I understand, but I I feel like there's – there's a part to play for mm. everything, you know? Cause there are some, there are some, I've been on sets where practical effects, special effects is needed, like blowing up a little hut, yeah. you know, a few times gives a real, gives, gives a great effect, you know? And of course VFX might take that up and make that flame 10 yeah. times more. So I feel like there's room for everyone. And like I was saying to you before the talk, you know, it seems like practical effects for performance has kind of died Mm -hmm. down you know planets of the apes is probably the only film really known for it but i'm trying to i'm trying to not bring it back but bring a purpose to it you know if you're going to play the character from beauty and the beast let's guess let's get the actor on some digi legs so he can really feel that 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 movement from their core you know there's a different way that you're gonna walk because you have digi legs compared to you have normal legs and you can't pretend to be on the or pretend to have a reverse yeah, knee yeah. you can't do it uh, you know oh, yeah, you, you, you can't, just can't there's do no it. method
1: acting involved there unless you're actually
0: <laughs> yeah there's no method acting with, with reverse reverse <laughs> knee you just can't do it so having it and then it feels alien because you know the, the practical effects has lifted you up off the ground. So then there's an alienness to it, which is good because now you're not thinking just from the human subconscious of walking. Now you have to be purposeful with the steps and everything. So it's about just marrying the two and 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 trying to convince the 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 industry that what I'm doing. Yes, you can survive about it. There's no isms or skins about it. But would you prefer that your performance, your your actor's performance and reaction was 100% was better? Or would you prefer that, you know, you just take it however it is because you're riding on the name of the film to do the work, if you see what I'm saying. So that's where i come into with you creating day.
1: you're creating authenticity and like you say, you talked about you know the potential of an actor's performance and how you can you can feed into that i mean it's no different many ways it's no different i mean you talked about the the reverse knee ankle knees sorry what was it the reverse legs um but also yeah it's like I me mean, I, I was joking about obviously your uh your halloween outfit we have that in common because my son's uh, my son's um Bowling party when he was six. He dressed up as Batman, and I dressed up as the Joker. It wasn't Heath Ledger's. I wasn't that dark. Would have terrified him. But I got fully. And just by embodying that character, I—I mean, I wasn't acting, but I felt different. Like I felt like I was channeling something. Mm -hmm. You know, I was almost kind of closer to Jack Nicholson's Tim Burton than uh, than Heath Ledger or anything too dark. But um, but it's it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? You dress up or you, you you play around with props and that kind of thing this light's going to go off in a minute. So um, I'm in one of those rooms where I have to kind of it's randomly cool. throw my arms in the air, but, but yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. I really do. And uh, it can only, um, it can only improve the performance. It can only, you know, make it, make it even yeah. realer.
0: It's, it's like what you said. It's a it's basically a yeah. costume. And you know, when you wear a suit, you yeah. feel different from when you are in the mm. tracksuit. You know, if you go to a, a dinner date with somebody and you're wearing a suit, you feel completely different compared to wearing a tracksuit. And that's basically what the creature rigs are about. It's about you putting on that that suit, and it helps you to feel much more closer to your character. That's really the best way to exc- to describe what the rigs are for. You putting on the suit to feel much more In true, closer yeah. to your character. I
1: love that. Yeah. Right. So Ace, I could talk about this all day, but we've got the the, uh, the vault to open, and yeah. then we've got and, and time is money. Uh, don't get paid for this, but you know what yeah. I mean. So we're going to open the very heavy iron wrought doors of the Access VFX vault. And we're going to dive in to the first question and continue this really interesting conversation. And the first question is pretty straightforward, as you know, which is uh, where in the world are you and where did you grow up? I'm
0: in Northwest London. I'm from Northwest London. I grew up in Northwest London, across between London and Northwest and East London. Yeah, that's where... I've been around for some people who are not from London or the UK, I'll say the the area close oh, to yeah. Wembley. You guys probably know the the stadium. So people will know yeah. the stadium. So if you guys know Wembley, I'm I'm not too far from Wembley. And those that do know where I I actually grew up, I, was, I grew up in Woolsden slash Harsden.
1: That's where where I grew up. Amazing. And uh, where are you where do you live now? Are you still local?
0: So yeah, I'm nice. still in North West London. So I'm based i'm based near near the kenton sides of the world and still northwest just more on the outskirts where i used to live was more in the okay. inner so where i live is not even really classed as it's called more classed as middlesex but it's still yeah. london it's just postcode yeah, exactly. h <laughs> instead of nw yeah. but it's still the same there's no difference but yeah that's that's where I'm based nice. now still in north nice. london
1: and tell me a bit about um kind of growing up in in, in north west london so you know you're obviously a creative person you know how early did you have that that creative spark
0: so to be real like i've always been a performer from when i was young like from when i was young i my i asked my mum to teach me how to dance i was fascinated by usher michael jackson mc hammer i used to i remember from young i used to put on tapes of you know when you could get the vcr of of artists concerts it's like their music videos and concerts you could buy like mc hammer tape and when you plug that in you know it'll be his music videos and his live shows Mm. and whatever i used to put that on and i used to dance like full-on dance as if i was the as if i was the singer and i used to be doing that from when i was about three four five so i was i was always a person that loved to be in in the spotlight you know and dancing was my thing and i grew up in it i grew up around in an area where you know there was a lot a lot of crime and and a lot of negative activities that were surrounded in the area in regards to... I wasn't so aware of, you know, when I was young because, you know, my children are not aware of the violence that that yeah. happens down the road. So in my, in my brain, I wasn't aware for all of these kind of things. But as I grew older, you become more aware when you start getting involved in certain situations mm-hmm. where I always tell people, a lot of people get involved in a particular lifestyle, like how my lifestyle ended you know, as a teenager is because nobody wants to be a victim or somebody wants to be significant. Mm. And for me, it's like if you were uh, especially black mm. as well and you weren't you weren't somebody that wanted to be a, a, a street street person or a bad boy or anything like that. And you just wanted to be someone that was, you know, cool, collective. You know, me, I was I just wanted to dance and have mm. girls attention and be friends with everybody. But people saw that as a as a mm. weakness you know, and because of these of, of certain scenarios that continue to play it out, you could call it a form of bullying in a way that kind of made me, forced me to make me feel like I had to switch to be on a on a more negative vibe so I could defend myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and people find it hard to say people. Some people find it hard to understand like why youth get in, involved in certain things. But you know, my mom never had the money to leave me from, move from the area. And you don't even want, to even want to come back and tell your mom, you know, you're getting picked on or bullied on and everything like that. So it's like you try to find ways to defend yourself. And sadly, it's it's a mm-hmm. negative way, you know. So that, that, that happened with me growing up. You know, I got caught up in a particular lifestyle because people kept trying to take my kindness as mm-hmm. a weakness. And, yeah, it just put me on the path where I deterred from my performance though even though I was getting involved in crime I did used to always go to my dance class yeah. always always it was the one thing I left school didn't like school whatever but dancing was always the thing but situations still happen where it ended me in the places yeah. which we will eventually get yeah, into I'm sure
1: anyway. I'm sure I mean that's that's almost peer pressure to an extreme isn't it that you know you you're thrown into a situation yeah. where you almost have to pretend to be one thing while you're, you know, you're, you're still, did you have to keep it a secret? I mean, did you literally have to go to kind of like, you know, dance classes on the, the slide without anybody knowing or how no, did that You know
0: what? No, people, people knew, people knew, you know, it was, it, people knew I, it was just that after I got involved in particular things, people would kind of think twice about testing okay. it, you know, just right. think twice, you know, whereas before you didn't think mm. twice. Whereas how I became after a while, it was like, I want to do my dancing still because I love the feeling of dancing and I love the feeling of performing and being watched from an audience. But it's like, I also had to be like the bad boy that was willing to fight and protect my my name in regards to not being picked on and everything like yeah. that. So Survival
1: yeah. instincts in many ways.
0: Yeah, survival. Yeah, it is. And again, it's a shame. But it's just one of those environments that I realize is 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 it's hard to escape that environment. And I don't really want to put no race card into anything, but especially, you know, being black and uh, as much as I would love to think it hasn't has a part to play in it. But I was explaining this before, you know, when you're from mixed areas like London, you know, and you're the ratios are there, you know, how many who gets kicked out the most? who's involved in the most stabbings who feels like the prison there's the numbers are not lying but it's just a thing where you realize you have to either get involved or you have to try to do your best to avoid it you can't ignore it you have to make a choice to either purposely avoid it or you get involved and it's sad to say but that's really how it is in certain areas
1: yeah well i'm sure we're going to get into this as we go through the the questions uh, ace but yeah, yeah thanks for sharing that i mean it's uh Yes, quite, quite the upbringing, isn't it? And such a two completely different worlds for my, you know, my kind of uh, yeah. privileged position is looking at this, this guy who's involved in kind of a uh, in crime, I guess, and, and also being this, this keen dancer and and just a performer, and you know, almost yeah. must have been an incredible uh, outlet for you, you know, to do that. I mean, it yeah. must have been so almost again uh, frustrating, I guess, you know, to to not to be truly you. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah yeah it,
0: it, yeah it definitely was man it, it definitely was and then again now that i'm in the position i'm in now it's i'm i'm grateful to be able to yeah. be truly how i want to be without worrying about somebody wanting to fight me just yeah, because exactly. of it you know you scare them yeah.
1: off anyway with your tail and your
0: or your, <laughs> or your prosthetics <laughs> hey, yeah the arm extensions are carbon fiber man I don't have <laughs> to hit you the <laughs> arm extension be, man it's quite yeah, painful exactly, those are good <laughs> weapons
1: um so moving on then to our next question ace which is uh, the three words that describe you what would you go for
0: beyond the stereotypes that that's that's my slogan because once i was a product of the stereotype Mm -hmm. you know which is you know there are stereotypes amongst people as much as we want to be like no 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 there is and you know media has a lot to play with it news everything but i was a part of the stereotype, but now when I look at my life, I always find to I always try to go beyond the stereotype. Whether that's what you believe a man might do, what you might believe a, a black man might do, what you might believe is in creature or whatever. So, I think from the perspective, how can I go beyond what's yeah. done already? How can I make people look at me and think, Nah, I don't, I don't associate someone like him doing yeah. something like that because it stands yeah. out more. You know, it stands, if you see a baby doing a double backflip, you'll never yeah. forget that baby. If you see a baby crawling, it's not going to make no difference because you know you're used to babies yeah. crawling. So for me, it was, if I go and do TV shows like Top Boy and all of these things where, you know, no, no disrespect cool. or, you know, anything towards the, the, the great production. But for me, that would be easy, you know. I'm black, I'm tattooed, I went from this area, I went prison, being in Top Boy. Oh, that's a a walk in a park. But, you know, for someone to look at me and see me walking down the streets with my digi legs and my tail and running around. or You know, I did trick-or-treating with my kids yesterday and I had the big dinosaur puppet head and I'll bring it to the house and stuff.
1: You don't expect that.
0: So it stands out more. You'll never forget, you know. So beyond the stereotype is my... Is my slogan. Thank
1: you for that, and uh, thank you for doing a, a three-word sentence because a lot of people go for the standalone word. So I'm, I'm always interested when people actually turn it into a, a narrative. Yeah. Um, and like I say, a slogan. I mean, on the podcast, we've got a collection of really cool T-shirts, almost to uh, start to start flogging Axis Fear T-shirts. We'll make sure you get credited, Ace. No way, we're going to production. <laughs> but beyond no, the stereotypes, no great. Problem. And uh, you know, the big thing I picked up from the research I did on you, Ace, was you know that. It's all about uh, self-belief and not letting anything hold you back. I watched one of your your talks on your, yeah. w- your website where you literally say, you know, almost those self-limiting beliefs are bullshit, you know, when you talk about your story and you set in your mind to literally yeah. being in Hollywood films and you did it. And I think that's incredible that you've yeah. just yeah, achieved Thank what you wanted to do and it must take a lot, like anything, a lot of focus, but I like that you've not you're not perpetuated the stereotype and you've not uh, listened to anybody you've done, you've done you, which I think yeah. is amazing. And why we've got you on the podcast, Ace, um, which, um, <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about inspiration. What, what does inspire you? The third question in the vault, Ace, is literally what inspires Ace well? Do you know what,
0: you know, what inspires me to be fair? Just, I just life in itself, you know, like life in itself and hearing other people's stories, yep. And, and and that's why i have belief in myself one of the main reasons why i have belief in myself is because of watching other yeah. people you know like i i could be i remember one you know some of the stuff i used to watch on youtube back in my earlier days i used to just type in stuff like power of the mind "Power of emotions and stuff and i i came across it i never know how to say his name properly but he's really famous with no arms and no right. legs he's a speaker Think Nick Nick Jov I don't never I never know how to say his name, but he's got no arms, no legs, and he does talking. It's Nick Jovi, yeah. something like that. But anyway, he's got no arms, no legs. You know, and he talked about when he does talks, he would talk about how he, how he felt most of his life to the point of suicide. You know, the the basic things that we we can do easy, just hug someone. You know, with both arms and mm. wrap them in. He's never going to experience yeah. that, like. The small things that we take for we we take for granted, and we take for granted because we know we we have access to it all the time, so it's a it's a subconscious thing it's not purposely i'm going to take it for granted, but anything you do over and over and over and over again, your brain becomes comfortable with it you don't take it like it was the first time, you know what I'm saying, just like my children when I first heard my children say a sentence,'re like, "Oh my God, did you hear the word now they talking it's like you guys don't stop talking to me you. you know so so i'm inspired by by what's What's achievable? You know, when somebody, you know, somebody who who's lost everything, you know, come from a country as a refugee and they come not speaking a language, no, nobody, but yet still 10 years, they have a home, they have a family, you know, whether they're financially well off or not, the fact that they came from something so, so dark and they created light from it that that's what inspires me in in life and you just take that and you just use it in any field you know just like the woman that picked up the car because her child was stuck underneath you know nobody would ever think that she would do that but there you have it and then when i watch stuff from like shadow monk to bruce lee and to like all different types of life from quantum physics to just normal people to everything and you're just like wow, I'm connected to all of this as well because I'm yeah. human. And that's what makes it so beautiful that if I see you do something or I see your, your child do something, you have made it believable that I'm capable of doing it. I might have to work 10 times yeah. as hard or so, but if a human does it, it makes me know that there's a possibility for me as a human. So I'm I'm inspired by, by life, if, I, if I'm being yeah. honest, like, acting yeah i've got my pacific actors that i you know I, I i love but if you're just talking about in just in general
1: it's just it's just yeah. life man it's life you, you talk you, you mentioned stories i mean i mean everything's story isn't it i mean we talk about it on the podcast like yeah. storytelling i mean that's why i love this podcast is it is literally a, a an hour and a bit of just storytelling it's hearing people's stories what drives them what inspires them what gets them out of bed in the morning and i find that i mean i've super privileged to be able to do it you know i mean i get to have to have these regular conversations with people across the industry of un- uninterrupted apart from the odd knock on the door from the little end, which i get as well but uninterrupted yeah. conversation which you kind of don't get a lot of the time in in day-to-day life you know um so it's yeah. a real privilege yeah. but uh, yeah i agree i think um there's a lot of inspiration to be taken from from other people other humans and what you said earlier around habit forming you do something over and over again. I mean, anybody has the potential to learn anything. I mean, we talk about it in visual effects. Anybody, you know, we hire when we talk about apprenticeships and entry level roles. It's always about we can. Everybody says you can teach the tech, you can teach the software, you can watch a ton of YouTube clips and learn how to use Blender, or you know, or do do what you do. You know, but it takes practice. And you've got to invest. Yeah. It takes hard work, but you can do it.
0: Hundred percent, and that and that was the thing. Whenever I come up to something where my brain is like, nah, I know this is that when my brain starts going crazy. I just always say to myself, Ace, just do it, keep doing it, because eventually the brain is gonna find a way mm, to get comfortable yeah. with it. And and I've realized that from a scientific perspective about the brain and understanding it. And it's like, you know, even me now playing with Unreal, when I first opened up Unreal, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, this this is crazy. And then I left it alone for weeks. Then I said, no, I have to understand it because I've got these mocap suits and if I don't work with them, they're just sitting in a box. Unreal is free. Blender is free, you know? And then after I kept listening, watching stuff, testing stuff, asking people questions and stuff, now I don't have this big block when it comes to Unreal. Like I know if there's something I don't know, I know I can figure out how to learn it. And it's not like, oh my God, no, you're not an animator, Ace. You're not an artist, Ace. No, before those were the things that would come to my mind. But now I have to always say to myself, Ace, if you do it over and over again, you know, your brain will get used to it. And then I'll be watching someone's YouTube who was, who never trained in, you know, animation. And they're showing us, showing me how to use Unreal. And they only been doing it for like two, three years. I'm like, oh, see, another inspiration. It's all all laying dormant. You just got to unlock
1: it, you know. Yep, 100%. I I I love this conversation. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm already learning. I mean, I'm I'm playing around with, um, I don't edit this podcast, but I I do another one and I've just watched a few YouTube clips recently and I'm just playing around with GarageBand and I'm already addicted to it. I've never edited any audio in my life before. And I've watched one video, I think it is, and I'm in. I'm all in. It's all I want to do. I almost want to change yeah. careers. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, yeah, I hear all of that. But yeah, so in, in terms of what inspires you, absolutely. It's, it's everything around you. Um, and I, I completely buy that, which leads us neatly into our next conversation. So from kind of human life to extraterrestrial life, um, explain what you do for a living to an alien. Uh, and this is to a man who does a lot. So this should, it should be interesting.
0: To an alien, I would tell an alien, I help people to make audience believe that they are you. <laughs> and that's the. That's exactly what I'll say to an alien. I'll be like, "Listen, I do. I go out my way to try and make people, just like me, be able to perform and act just like you for entertainment." I love that that and i create as different pipelines different ways i can try to find to get there but that is exactly what i would say that my 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 role within the world for me i i've realized that i believe that i everyone has a purpose for me where you have to exercise your potential in some way and then do something to help other people understand they have potential I don't like to say help people reach their potential because you can't know someone else's potential but you can do something that makes them just tap it and realize oh okay how okay I can do this the moment you it's like when I ran my class on Saturday I I always my workshop on Saturday teaching people how to use arm extensions my job is to make sure no matter what level you are you learn how to walk run and how to move in it and everybody always learns at the end and it's crazy for me cuz i'm teaching one method to 8 to 12 different people where they might have different ways of learning different ways of taking it in but they all achieve it in the end so <clears throat> for me it's just about about being able to being able to <clears throat> being able to do something at a particular level where people are capable of Having the audience believe. So for me, I would be, I I would turn around and say my my job is to one my real job is to exercise my potential and help people tap into mm. theirs that and that potential could be creature acting you know that potential could be anything you know and it's just saying look this is possible this is possible this is possible and finding something in someone else and to make them click and. That's what i i took that understanding and, and that's what i do with creature bionics so what i'm really doing really is saying look high production i know there's a way we can release the potential of your the performance for your set and that's what i do but to an alien i'll say hey i'm just helping people mimic <laughs> exactly. you f- for entertainment picture
1: you, like chatting to like one of those xenomorphs from alien you know because they've got all the all the extensions <laughs> and uh, they're about eight foot
0: I've, i'd be i would be looking at looking at it i'll be taking what would what, what they call it i'd be taking pictures yeah. with my eyes be watching how it moves and it's funny because when you watch certain things depending on your background you see things from a different perspective mm-hmm. so like vfx might watch a same film that i might watch and i might think that was brilliant vfx and someone would be like no that was rushed that was i could see that was yeah. so rushed but i'd be like what are you talking about but it just shows you where you where you where you're your cause from because i watch animal and watch people move and i'm like "Ooh, i wonder what that person's body language is yeah. saying oh i wonder what that person and then i try to use it in regards to into
1: my way of performance so always yeah. taking mental notes yeah always whether it's aliens always. or not, like, maybe you have had an alien visit with all the work that you do how we'll never know
0: definitely hey could Def- hey, can never no, reveal no. that you heard it never reveal that but but I, I definitely have had some good thoughts about what is possible with the, with the human body. Definitely. I'm sure
1: there's a lot more to come as well, Ace, for sure. So back to formative years. Um, I mean, I know you talked about beat, uh, dancing and, and love for... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love a bit of MC Hammer. I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so yeah, I'm all over that, that kind of performance. But I'm assuming it was that way. But, you know, what did you want to be when you, you grew up, Ace? What was the, what was the first memory
0: the first thing i ever wanted to be that i can remember was two things one i wanted to be an astronaut i think i said that I wanted to be an astronaut and then astronaut and being famous it was just one of the two it Was yeah. just one of the two things i loved I, I remember as a child the only books i would ever read so funny the only books i would ever fully read from that do you remember those was it encyclopedias? Oh, they were like you get yeah, like Yeah, Encyclopedia teenagers. Britannica, wasn't and it? Each one... You got the
1: big old set. Yes, yeah. that's
0: it. That's yeah. it. Yes, that was it. I would always read the ones on space and the ones on animals. They were the ones I always yeah. read. I just loved reading on animals and I loved reading on space. Like always. Like I have a space calendar. I, I barely ever yeah. fill it in, but I always get <laughs> it every year. <laughs> I hardly ever write in it, but I always get it every year because I love I love space. So I was always fascinated. I I think the first thing I remember wanting to be was probably an astronaut if you thought like of uh, a career type. But then I always wanted to be famous. I always wanted to be known. And my dancing was my dancing gave me a taste of that. You know, i would go to school and dance. Everybody wanted to talk to me and everything like that. But there was a two. It It was only when I was about, I would say, 17, 18, where. I wanted to more more act. So I always done all my acting stuff in school and dance stuff mm-hmm. always. And I, again, it's dancing, but I always look at it as performing because even dancing is a form of acting because depending on how you do it, you're portraying this particular character with these particular yeah. moves. You know, I can dance and have like a plain face or I can have a dance and have this face that makes you mm-hmm. buy into what I'm doing even more, you know? So those were the two things I was into doing. It wasn't until I turned like 17, 18. I was like, when you looked back then, dancing only led to being a backup dancer for a, a major artist yeah, or choreographer. Yeah. That that was where it left. And I said, I don't want to be a choreographer. I love freestyle. Freestyle was my favorite yeah. type of dance. And I don't want to be a backup dancer. I just want to only be mm. in the background because, you know, I was just like being in the spotlight. So that's when I, I said, yeah, acting, is where I'm going to go. And again, I already had a love for yeah. acting anyway. It was that dancing was just, it was just more than anything because it was all physical, everything moving into beat, moving into yeah. sync, creating material.
1: So yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, I like that, that that idea around uh, it being a perf- acting performance, you know, like there's a nar- there's a narrative to a dance, isn't there? It's not just about busting yeah. some moves and, you know, have, having a great time, you know, there's a real, there's so many different tempos, so many different yeah, emotions and, that you can put out there. But yeah, so yeah, a famous astronaut, you know, dancing astronaut. Yeah, that would be could cool. Have been. Dancing astronaut. I think that's taken probably,
0: yet. Pro trying to do the first backflip in space <laughs> like, on the moon. That's, that's what, what I would amazing. have done. That would have Some been much like better for, for first steps for sure. <laughs> small, and small. I would have done that for sure. If I was in the moon, oh man, I would have tried to jump. I would have tried to jump and backflip, front Cheeky flip, and walk. then you know I would have gone down in history. Yeah, first person to ever do a oh, backflip. Still on the moon. time. There's still time. Well, come on. Still time. There is anybody, still time. If anybody's got with it, Virgin. With, with Virgin. Sure. Exactly. And with Virgin Galactic, woo, Ooh, yeah. we we're close. close.
1: Watch your space again. You heard it here first. We're close. You heard it here first. We're close. So. Um, <laughs> So your break in industry, Ace. What would you consider? Because obviously, you're, uh, with all of these uh, podcasts, I tend to just go through LinkedIn profiles, and your your career path is so unique. You've done so many different things. So, what would you consider to be your moment, your big break? do You think what was the moment where it's like, yeah, this is it. Now I'm gonna I'm in I'm in this for the long haul.
0: I would say. I all right mentally was Legend of Tarzan, and I say mentally because Legend of Tarzan I started as an extra, and my contract got changed to an actor's contract from that. So I started as an extra, thinking I was going to be one of the warriors. Then I was auditioning, being one of the apes, and then from being apes i played a majority of the apes and then not all of them a majority of them and then i'd done the lions wow. as well and because it was mocap and everything and all of that i was speaking i was like with equity of like oh this is, is this supposed to be background you know we're putting mocap suits on running around and arm and arm and legs and stuff and everything and then eventually yeah, my contract got changed because i started getting my own trailer <laughs> and everything i'm like how am i got my own trailer what's going on and, you know yeah. it was that whole scary thing like Oh uh, damn! Do I tell Equity? What if I tell Equity and then, you know, Warner Brothers is like, we never want to work this guy again. But I just felt like, nah, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm risking myself, and I deserve what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to get. I'm not trying to get any more than yeah. what I'm supposed to get. But yeah, my contract got changed and everything, and that made me, you know, went from coming in at a particular time to now, you know, having a car pick me up. You know, I had to get medical check. Nice. I was like, oh my God, this is what happens. And I thought, and this is what I thought, and this is why I say mentally, I thought, you know, after doing that big film, yeah. I thought, yeah, you this know, things yeah. are just going to keep coming in. <laughs> Woo! It. I mean, you No, know, I thought this, I thought that, yeah. that's what I thought. And that's what people think, you know, the first mm-hmm. time you do something major, especially as a young person, you think, okay, this is it now. I'm in a major film, you know, and then you realize. Gotta keep grinding. Ah, it's, yeah. it's not that is. You gotta keep you gotta keep grinding. So I'd say that was the first time mentally, but I'd say when I believed I was in, I would say when I started the traction I would create on LinkedIn with the animation reference mm. videos I would do and the amount of people that I would connect with through that. And then when I started thinking about the moment I started thinking about how can I add value to the mocap industry rather than because before I was thinking about how can I work? How can I get hired? How can I get work? How can I get hired? How can I get work? And it's not when I started thinking about creating content that nobody else was done. That's what I always go back to. Whenever I start thinking about something becoming a struggle, I start thinking about what can I do that nobody else is doing? And I said, ah, you know, let me create. It's a longer story, but we ain't got time for it. But basically, I turned around and ended up doing the animation reference videos with my arm extensions. I go on YouTube. There was no videos, you know, saying how to be a zombie. You know, no real videos say, you know, of animation reference where, you know, you could get, be on quadruped and do like a slash and then return back to idle. You're never going to get a lion doing that because a lion only attacks when it's in combat mode and there's not going to be, a clash yeah. and go back to idle and then a clash. So I was like, if I create content, you know, mm-hmm. basic content, and I realized it's about the basic content, you know, some people get thinking that it's all about, you know, if I've done a backflip with my arm extensions, no, realistically, animators would just love to see a walk cycle, yeah. simple, a walk cycle with different, with different attitudes, you know, telling them what to just giving a little description about how I came to that and doing stuff like that nice. really and. Changed the stuff and when I went and the tail when I bought the tail out that's when like yeah, my man. views changed that's when it, it changed so it was just like it was from that I would say and people asking me to come and do workshops and people asking me to work and I'm not having to audition for yeah. stuff and people asking me believing me from the content that I've done and obviously the credits that I, I built up and everything that so that's when I kind of believe okay yeah. I'm in you know I'm in now people are asking mm. me direct they're not asking me to audition. They're just asking me, you know, I, I'll be brought on straight away. And the person that I, they're asking me, who who would you say is the next best person to 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 work alongside yeah. with? You know, when I'm getting asked these kind of questions, I'm like, okay, I've 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 I'm in yeah. the door. Yeah. You know, because I still we still have to grind. You still have to grind, but I'm in the door. I don't have to prove myself as That's much as I. As I, as I once had They're two to. very
1: different moments aren't they like I say there's the big Hollywood yeah. got my trailer got you know my meals I'm getting treated like a celebrity back to your childhood aspirations I've yeah. been famous you know I've made it but then the almost the real yeah. break of getting in the door putting more content out building that kind of followership followership building that audience I mean. I mean, I talked about it at the start. That's how I got switched onto your work was just through LinkedIn. It was just seeing these videos. I mean, yeah. one thing that you do, Ace, is um, when you've got, whether it's the tail swishing or you've got the arm extensions, is when you're performing, because it's so fluid and so physical, it's almost like pre without all the previs. I mean, you can see, you can picture the creature. <laughs> you can see it because you embody it. And once you've got one, yeah, you know, those arm extensions you had, I can picture the character. I can see almost, sorry, I'm waking my microphone. You can see the, you can picture the movie. I don't know. Does that make sense? It's like you can, yeah, you can, yeah, It you take, you take people to another place. It's it's mesmerizing. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, because you know what? Again, it's like, and, it, and it's so long, like I don't even make content as much as I used to. And again, that's just because of, you know, building the other stuff and working and everything. But I'll I will always, and I've said to myself, there's two things I will always do no matter how famous I get and where i please to be. One, I will always do mm-hmm. talks for, you know, young people, always for free. I would always do it, you know, because if I had someone like Tom Cruise or Idris Elba, you know, come to my school and tell me about the hard life they once had and all of that, those type of the people are the ones that I wish yeah. entered my schools. You know, I would always do that. And I would always like to be true to you know, even if I was on the level of Idris Elba that I'll still make a new new creature rig and I'll test it out and I'll make an animation reference video. You know, I want to keep those, those mm. things with me. I don't want to be like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing it no yeah. more, but I, I still want to keep that, keep pushing the limit and still stay down yeah. to earth, you know, and not change because, oh, I, I've done this now or I'm doing this now. You know, the joy for me, I'll be honest with you, the joy for me when I, you know, do a film that's another big name, the joy for me is when I go and do a talk to the young people and they can be like, oh my God, you worked tonight!" that, Because it doesn't, it doesn't, there's only one project now that will probably make me jump out of my seat and, and roll over the floor, I can't believe it, and that would be yeah. God of War. I work on a God of War game, I, I'll probably be tearful <laughs> behind closed doors because that's my ultimate game. But outside of that, outside of that or performing a, as a lead actor in yeah. a film or creating my own thing, I've basically done, you know, when I first worked on Marvel, it was like, Oh my yeah. God. And after two weeks or three weeks, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's yes, just, yeah. you know, so
1: yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, 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 I mean, there's so so much in there. I'm, I'm keen to, I mean, we've got so many questions to get through Ace, but you, you, you know, going back to the first uh, break, almost the, like you say, the more mental kind of break in industry, which is The uh, Legend of Tarzan. Um, obviously in the intro, we talked about you getting that break without any kind of representation or agent, you just got the gig. I mean, was it as simple as applying to be an extra on that film and then the rest took care of itself or was there another path you took? Yeah, you
0: know what? It was, again, I, I found out about, the extra parts because my friend in the gym was like ace they're looking for black actors to play the warriors that are and this was mad dog and big shout out to hannah but, you know she was she was one of the 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 agents in mad dog for the for the background extras and they're like they're looking for extras and you know you're they're, they're earning like 250 350 a day i was like huh what okay um, let me get involved so i'm there thinking i'm going to be one of the one of the background um one of the background warriors. And then all of a sudden on my call sheet says Manjani. And I'm like, Manjani, this is not the and I'm like, went there, and then there's this movement, the movement guy. Why do I forget his name? He's like such a big guy. And I'm using the arm extensions. And I thought to myself, Oh, humans play this stuff. But I knew then, by then I've already reached a point where I knew I was gonna get the role. And and it's not because about anything egotistical, it was that because I knew. When I was told to act like an ape, I was going to act like it from day one, where some people were going to be conscious about if they're really acting like an ape or if they're looking stupid yeah. or funny. But if the person in charge told me to act like a dog and part being a dog is part of it, I'm going to go act there. like yeah. a dog. I'm going yeah. there. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm going there, you know. So it was that. But when I got legend, when I got the role, I remember saying to myself, and I do it, I do it even when, you know, how far I've come now. I do it. I look at every job as an audition for the next job. So when I was doing, when I was, when my scene came, when I first was going to start doing some stuff, like it was the waterfall scene and Tarzan running out there and scaring the, the the warriors, I said to myself, Ace, this is your time. This is where you need to make these people know who you are. You need to make sure you leave your name in these people's minds. You need to stand out when i say stand out i don't mean like try to step on somebody else's like do what you need to do that will make you be seen without you trying to be seen you know and make sure you leave your name in in these people's mouth and i remember when i performed after when it was cut i remember the cameraman came up to me i think yeah the cameraman he came up to me and said ace it was like you're two different people when you're the ape you're like one thing and when you stop it's like you're a different person and then some of the warriors i remember one of the guys said ace hey, so i was literally really scared i, I was really scared wow. and those things made me know okay um i'm doing do stuff. this yeah. so yeah that's yeah yeah so yeah it was it was it was mental <laughs> for me and then again it was being on a background agency you know being that i didn't know about you know, being bumped up and anything like that, and this happened on three jobs, uh, two non-related to, to creature stuff, but it happened on EastEnders and it happened on BBC New Blood, where it was first as an extra and then, it got the contract changed to you know a full-on actor equity mm-hmm. contract. So, I feel like the universe, universe slash God, life have given me. I got free credits through a a, a back road. Because some of these jobs for you to get an actor's credit, you would have to audition two times or so, you know. So I was really grateful to know that I'm heading in the right way. And these opportunities are opening up. That's for me.
1: Amazing. Great. Two great stories, Ace. Um, I want to kind of move into a couple of jobs that you've worked on. And I guess the next two questions go hand in hand. They're kind of the favorite job or the favorite show you worked on. And then perhaps what is the most challenging one that you've been on? You know, not the worst necessarily, but the one that maybe provided the most challenge. The,
0: the best job, okay, I've got kind of two. Tarzan will always yeah. be one just because it was the one that opened the light and, you know, the, the, the tunnel was bright and it, you know, was my first ever entry into the world of motion capture and everything. So that's one. It will always be there. But what job did I really love? uh creature one was one that i done i can't even say the name of what it was but it was with it was with access studios i had done a job for them and that was the most challenging and my favorite at the same time because i was using some of my practical rigs that i've never used in a production before and they said yes we really want to use Use this for 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 this job. So I had to fight with them. I had the face cam on. I had all of that going. Facial capture, my rigs on, wielding a weapon, and and you know I can't wait. I had to. I asked them today. I said, "Can we talk about it yet?" They said, "No, not yet," because it's out. I just can't talk about it. I can't say nothing wow. yet. So when it does, I will be like, "Hey, this is the one." So that was my most challenging and probably same time most favorite being. After doing so many jobs in total, and that was only this year. But apart from that, because that was my most challenging, and and yeah, Tarzan. Outside of that, the only time when something's been not challenging, but I'd say annoying within myself is productions where and where they don't you see something and you want to change it, but you're just not in that position oh, okay. to, to say anything, you know, and with the video game world, you do have, you do have, you know, leverage, you know, they, they're really open animation directors, you know, cause you're the mocap, you know, it's better to capture it than not yeah. capture it because you can use it or not use it. Whereas film is run on yeah. time, yes. you know, it's run on time you got to speak to the coordinator and then the stunt coordinator might, you know, have to re- run it back to the first AD or the director. So there's times where you kind of know you can give a little, you know, you can throw a little thing in there and there's times that, you know, like this ain't the time, but it will go really well if they did do it. So I feel like when it's productions where I would say it's, that's the, that's the most challenging. It's most yeah. frustrating within myself as a, as a, as an actor, as a performer, when there's things that you would love to implement, yeah. But you can't because you're not in that position to, you know. And that that I would say and that's happened between, and that happened mostly in films. Again, in video game, they give you more leeway. They let you okay. test something. I'll oh, throw a suggestion. But yeah, but my favorite definitely be the project that It'd, I should be, be nice able to say this yeah. month. Yeah, this month I should be able to put it out there because it's out there. I just can't let say us, that it was me. It was with it. Know. But
1: by the time this yeah, podcast right, drops, as soon as it is, we might
0: hopefully it hopefully it should be because I spoke to them today and they said no not yet but it, it's a big one for it's a big one for me because it's one where I used yeah. some of my practical effects that I really like they' not arm extensions yeah. been done but you know the digi legs the tails those things haven't been done in mocap done for costume but not mocap so I got to use some of my sp- specific rigs and it was like it worked so it's a big win for me. It's going to be the first time I get to advertise, saying, "Yeah, this is what I made this for." Yeah, here is the results. Practical application, right there. Yeah. yeah, here's here's the practical application. Here's the finished. So I oh, can't man. wait because it's the first one to to do that for for it. Outside of that, it's guessing games for everybody. You know, it's guessing game. You know, arm extensions are ready yeah. because you've seen it already. But how does the tail work? How does the digi legs work? You know, how does it? The end result. What did the yam? Was it worse? Was it better? And then, yeah, I get to be like, okay, so I have done this for this shoot. This is the results, you know. And I and I'm honest, you know, because I did ask them today, you know, did they? Was it more helpful or was it more stressful? Some of the rigs, and they say they're gonna get back to me on it. But so far, yeah, it's been it's been positive. that it was it was better. But I just wanna make sure before, because I'm not into false information. So if I done if the animation came out and they said that, you know, the, 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 the equipment made things 10 times harder, I'm not going to post to make it seem like it made it great because then teams will find out for themselves that it's too much. So, but yeah, but that job
1: Correct. was my favorite and most challenging at the same time, but fun challenging. Well, um, stay tuned at the end of the episode. If we're allowed to, to uh, disclose the show, um, come kind of mid to late November when this drops. Stay tuned yeah. at the end. We'll tell you, but you know, we might not be able to tell you. So that's the gamble. You have to listen to the whole episode first. That's the, uh... Oh, cool. That sounds amazing. Mate. Congratulations as well to be able to actually flex the the, the the full capabilities of your, of your, your rigs and your, your, yeah. your kit in a show. That's
0: because as much as, as much as it looks good and greats good, I have to be real. You know, I need finished yeah, products work. in them. You know, it ha- it has to work, you know, like, I've had, I'm have i having solves created for some of them and everything like that. But the audience, the, the animation world now would like to see,
1: does yeah. it really work?
0: And then that will open the next door. Yeah.
1: That's the next you know, step, I've, isn't
0: it? I've already opened the yeah. door. Yeah. I've already opened the door as a performer. It's about, okay, we want those specifically. Now we can use that with our actor. Can you come and train him? Because we know it works because this is the evidence. So can you train our actor to
1: use that? Yeah because that's so, you know, that's a really big next step for God, me. That's huge. On that that's absolutely huge. And shout out to AXIS as well, yeah, though, one wow. of our one of our day one AXIS VFX members as well. So we've got a lot of love for, for that studio. Yeah. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant, great, great answer. So we're going to move into the uh, the quickfire geeky section now, Ace. Um, it kicks off with, I've got a feeling who this might be, but I'm going to let you take the reins. Who is your uh, VFX hero? Who do you put up there as a, as a hero? Uh, from from the industry,
0: it not have to be yeah. VFX. We from from the VFX yeah, the world. world, okay. From the VFX world, if I think about a studio, I'm going to think about a studio. And I would say, you know, it's so easy to say, to be fair. It's so easy because, well, it's not easy. Because when I think about all the stuff, the characters that I, I would play, Weta have been the ones most responsible from from the outside looking in, because I only realized working on film, how many studios could be working on one character, Um, (laughs) you know, on the outside in, you know, it's placed upon a major studio being the leading in it. But then that major studio might've had somebody dealing with lighting, another studio dealing with lighting and another studio dealing with texture. But, you know, the main studio that done the face, they got the big prize for it. But, you know, realistically, it was a group effort. You know what I'm saying, but I, I would say, who inspired? You know what? As a, as a all round, I would say ILM, yeah. all round ILM. I would say all round because though though Weta is, I know like a, a lead in regards to certain things. I think like ILM, the you know from Star Wars, you know, bringing that, bringing that to life, to The Marvels to the virtual production, you know, LED screens, like, and you you know what, another company as well, another company, I have to say, our inspiration, and you know, to be fair, they're probably my biggest, and they're not even, and they're a previous company, Third Floor. Of course. Third Floor, I think, Third Floor, I've never, ever worked on a production, and the previous. Didn't have something to do with third floor. Yeah, that's true. They've been over everything. Never, ever have I worked, never have I worked on a production and there's not been one. And I'm like to myself, geez, these guys are... Like, there's no one. There's there's not even a second place. Like, you can argue who's better. Weta, ILM, DNEG. Like, you know, MPC, Framestore. Everyone's got their movie that yeah. is, you know, you know, Gravity, DNEG. You know, you got everyone. But Third Floor, no one can. No one. There's no company compared to Third Floor mm-hmm. with the previous. There's, and it might be, but we don't. We don't. We don't hear their names as much as Third Floor. So Third Floor for me is definitely my favorite just because i know the story that they it was members from ilm that formed third floor left ilm to form it so and now they just they tapped into a market where how useful is the pre how useful is previous yeah. like <laughs> how useful is it you know they just put it on a scale that makes and i know a lot of film budget goes towards a yeah, previous usually, yeah you know especially like uh uh, a marvel film might spend 20 million on previous you know so yeah our third floor because they were they broke a, a market and they bought something to the market which wasn't there where films could have still gone on because films were were happening without it but they came they done something and made films realize oh we yeah. need this and that's what Creature Bionics is basically like to say. Like, yes, films can go on because films have been going on. But I want to have that same effect where, you know what, films are going on. But you know what? No, yeah. we need this. No, no, we need this. So, yeah,
1: I'll take yeah, third floor. That's a, that's third floor a great, great answer. Uh, the one thing I'm always taking with the third floor is whenever I go to uh, these big kind of shows and careers events and they've got the role banner. And I don't know if you've seen the third floor role banner, but it's literally just got all these logos, all the shows, all the... The movies, and, and it's just—it's it. just there's no just one logo on it. It's just peppered with massive, massive yeah. shows, big, peppered. big shows. they
0: they are never gonna—they're never gonna be out of work. <laughs> that third floor are never gonna be out of work, N- never. This, you know, I've—it's just they just created something that they're just—they're yeah. just everywhere. They're just—they're just everywhere. You know, a previous company has offices all over the world. Who mm. would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they just do the previous. I don't know. So,
1: yeah, it's yeah. a great answer. So, moving on, then, Ace. What's the best shot or VFX shot or animation you've ever seen? This is one of the most unfair questions in the uh, the vault. <sighs> that's, that's really hard, man. The
0: best VFX. You know what? I might have to say. I can't quite I'm just going to say it as an all rounded film, probably, and it's recent. To be fair, I would say. Between, oh, I would say, whoo, hold on, I just why did I just lose the trail of what
1: film I just had? Ah, Dune. Oh yeah, we've had Dune a few times on on the pod. Yeah, and rightly so. It's an amazing piece Dune. of work. Dune, Dune,
0: um, when I say um not, um Dune, as well as Gravity mm. was amazing. Gravity was amazing. What was another? Doom, I would say that um, third, Would you call it? Uh, blah, 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 Ready Player yeah, One yeah. was amazing. Ready Player One was amazing. Elite. Like there so many. But even when I think about, you know what, to be fair, I think if I'm being real, if I look at it deeply, I think films like The Terminator and Jurassic Park
1: because they can still stand yeah, it's, now it's power storytelling as well i mean the vfx isn't are they, is incredible are, the vfx is incredible are incredible God, it's, it's late it's amazing yeah. but it's a lot of it's a blend it's a blend of practical and, and digital isn't it but it's, it's
0: brand and practical stands, and vfx like it's still you could watch those films today and it still will hold yeah. weight it would still hold a lot of weight so i really have to be like because I watch I watch clips of Jurassic Park now because mm. my kid's seen it. And I'm watching and I'm just like, those dinosaurs look real. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I know it's a blend of uh, animatronics and VFX, but they look really real, those first Jurassic Park films. And The Terminator, you know, number yeah. two. Oh, it's... You know, yeah. for me... For my, you know, some of the VFX in that, you're like, wow, so... Those, I would say, is my favorite, even from a child, because when you watch it back now and you look back on it, you're like, wow, they still can hold weight. Even like VFX in regards to animation, like Toy yeah. Story, you can watch a Toy Story film right now and it still holds as much weight as any other Pixar-like yeah. film. It holds, and that was
1: God, in the 90s, almost yeah. 30 years ago. I remember watching it when I, oh, yeah, it was almost mid nineties, wasn't it? Uh, early, early nineties. I think yeah. that's Toy Story was, wasn't it? It was 93, 94. And
0: that's, and that can still hold weight to this day, matched mm-hmm. up, up against the Incredibles, all of that. So, yeah, so I'd say, you know, most, the most recent one I've been blown away by yeah. was Dune. That was the most one I've been blown away by that. Like, I knew when you, when that movie started, I was like, yeah, they're going to win some VFX oh, yeah, award exactly. for this. They, they're definitely going to win a VFX award for this. You just knew. But if I was to say, look back, I'd be like, yeah, Jurassic Park and Terminator. Cause it, it, you didn't think, oh, yeah. that's not real. You, you believes in it. Adult child, watch it now. And it still has an effect.
1: So what about character design then Ace? What's a great, what's the greatest character realized for you? More your street.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greatest character. You know what? My favorite CG character is Thanos. Ah, great. We haven't had Thanos yet. It's my favorite. It's my favorite CG character. It's my favorite. Because even though it's very CG, Hmm. you know, it's very CG. Very, very, very CG. But it was believable. It wasn't too CG where it was like, it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. In it if you get what I'm saying. Like it's too far fetched. It fit. He it just fit. He it's yeah, a the, character. the character just fit. So for me, yeah. The voice, the the performance, and I know a lot of it's got to do with the, the animation teams, but that character as a whole, for me, was is like I, I, I was on Fannis. I was side. gonna say Sorry, same, guys. same.
1: Oh. He's the first bad guy that you know. you're like, you know what? He's got something here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and yeah, he that.
0: Yeah, Fannus for me is my favorite CG character. They because I've seen, you know, what other major? There's, there's been, there's loads of CG characters, but Fannus for me held. He yeah. carried the films through. He, he carried the film one and film two. So I'd say,
1: I would say, yeah, that's yeah, some great, some great examples there. So I'm going to kind of ease out of the, the geeky section now, Ace, and we're going to get into the last few questions, which really lean to advice and, and, and advice for anybody listening. And as you know, our, our audience is a real blend of aspiring talent, trying to get into industry, people who, just got into industry, and then you've got the rest of industry. You know, we've got quite a broad audience. Yeah. Um, but the first question is a big one which is the best piece of advice that you've ever received?
0: The best piece of advice I think I've ever received from someone in the industry was go big. Yeah. Go big or go home. Go big. You know, set the bar this yeah. high, set it really high, and if you don't, if you don't hit there, and you hit underneath it, it's better than setting it low and hitting mm. underneath low. And I've realized that. And mm. when he, when he, when the person told me that, I didn't really fathom it. I thought when I thought go big just meant, you know, put all your money into it. I, and I didn't realize no, go big really means is that. Yes, yeah, set yourself at something that hasn't been done before, you know, or look for that thing and don't be afraid to go mm. for it. So, I would say that was the best advice. Hopefully, he na- his name comes back to me before the end of the podcast because he was the movement creative director for the Tarzan okay. as well, and he's a big he's a big name within the UK dance ballet scene he's worked on films he runs the royal he does he's like a main choreographer for the royal ballet like he's a big he's an obe i just can't remember his name off the top of my well, head if you remember but ace he
1: said, you can let be. me know and i can uh, shout him out in the outro
0: yeah i will i'm gonna i'm gonna google him as soon as we come off and give you his, and give you the name because yeah he was he was the one that told me about what to do in regards to mm. mocap. cap He said, you know, Andy Circus has Imaginarium, contact them. You know, go big, Ace, eh? like just go for it. And I remember
1: those words clearly like he, yeah, yeah, within the industry. Right, and that's excellent advice. Uh, and, and on that, it leads us neatly into the next question. So, you know, you're talking about go big or go home and that, uh, you know, your, your raison d'etre is around, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. You know, it's a big part of your your story, Ace, if you don't mind me saying so. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about the idea of imposter syndrome? Is it something you've ever experienced, you know, that you've ever felt out of your depth or that you were faking it till you, till you made it?
0: I've never, I've never faked it. I, I don't believe, well, I get why people do it. I haven't particularly done it myself but what I've what I've seen what I've seen though is when I was making some of my earlier content how people naturally assumed I was a master or I was you know I was 2 years in the game and they spoke to me like I was 10 years mm. in the game you know, they were asking me to come and do a wow. workshop or a talk on mocap, and I was in mocap for like two years wow. by then. And they were asking me to come do a talk on on all of that because of the content I put out. So, but I didn't shy away from it, you know, because I knew I knew because I'm used to speaking. It's a thing for me, and I know how to engage in the audience. But those were the things that made me think, oh, I really don't know how people are looking at me. And today, to this day, some people look at me. Like I'll be speaking with someone, they might be like, oh, so yeah, you know, can we come down to your office and studio? I'm like, office <laughs> and studio? <laughs> I work from home and then I hire a studio to use. But it's like from the top, they, because of what I've put out there. And again, it's just like, it's just one of those things that make me think how easy it is to, to. Influence and audience, like I know, I could easily put on my mocap suit every day and make it seem like I'm working yeah. every day. I could easily do that. I could easily do. I could easily post certain things that make people think, "Geez, this that this person is," you know? you know, he's 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 gone. But for me, it's just like, why? What's the point? You know, what I'm saying. So I keep everything as realistic as possible. You know, what I'm saying. I'm not going to, doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, make a post and, you know, if I'm struggling one week or, you know, money's been low one month, I haven't had that much business, I'm going to put it out there. No, I'm not. But I'm not going to make it seem more than what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's films, you know, there's productions that, you know, like Marvel have bought some of my equipment, but Creature Bionics won't get credit for that. But I will mention it, but then I won't make it seem as if, like, it was Creature Bionics. It was like, yeah, it was Studio Boss to, studio to to Creature Bionics, and we done it like like that. No, it was, they knew me. Someone knew me and said, Ace, can we buy some of these blah, blah, blah. So, yes, it is Creature Bionics, because when I joined the team, I'd done it under my company. But I'm not going to make it seem like Creature Bionics' name's going to be in one yeah. of the credits. Yeah, Do you understand yeah, yeah. what I'm saying? So. I keep, it, I keep it realistic to the point. But I do get, as actors especially, it's a thing where, I was talking about this on Saturday, where people will post, 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 you know, post, post, post. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. look, I'm on my way to my job. Hey, da-da-da-da. And I've avoided doing that now. And, and I'm not going to lie, when I was coming up, that's what you think you need to yeah. do because it makes people want to talk but now I don't do it now I just post things where you know not to be like I don't want it to come from the intention like hey look at me personal branding all the time yeah yeah no because I realized that with with the mocap industry as well and I realized that and I tell people this I said look the you can post your your acting show real you can post and be like hey I worked on this gig Right, and animation and VFX will look and you know give you a clap and give you a like and whatever, but it doesn't do anything Mm -hmm. for them, it doesn't do anything for them apart from them going like that. When I make an animation reference video, I might get a clap and it's something they can use. So, I'm I would, yeah, so you know, every now and then I might post something you know about working on a project, whatever. If I know I've been quiet for a while on LinkedIn, I might post something, be like, Oh, looking forward to this coming up. But realistically, my main posts are around creating stuff that can help others to do what they do, you know. And that's the one that's been given the most attention. And the thing that got the most views is the one when I made a video about just a walk, simple reference. So I realized just posting saying, hey, i am done this and done that. Yeah, it might make people clap for you, but in the world that I'm in, it's me. I make content that helps people to do something mm. or is useful rather than just I. Yeah. Oh yeah. He worked on that. But you're you're oh, sharing a tool, okay. aren't you? You're sharing a,
1: something people can use rather than just being kind of self-promotion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rather than self-promotion. And I get why we do it, but I feel like you need to have a yeah. balance. So yeah, promote yourself. But if you're going to promote yourself, just realize that, especially in the world of mocap and animation and so, like if you're in that field as an actor as well, from my perspective, the way that's gonna get you to work is if the animation director or VFX directing be like that will this will work for our character, or this will work mm. for our shot. Me saying that I worked on on Marvel, you as a VFX person, it ain't gonna help you unless I get to tell you what I did. And then you realize, oh, okay, maybe we can use that for our project one time. So, yeah, I worked on Ant-Man and I post about working on Ant-Man and it, people liked it a lot. But I know, again, Ant-Man's another film where I use practical effects I have not used on any other project. And I can't wait till it comes out in February. Hopefully they haven't cut the scene. But even if they did cut the scene, I can then turn around and say, this is what we used to originally create the shot. Yeah. And... I can't wait to be able to do that because that is on a Marvel film. So yeah, so it's cool. great because it's on a Marvel film, and it's all of that. And it was, and that was VFX mm. reference, you know. And it made, and it wasn't supposed to make the shot for the reference. It was just supposed to be the previews. And they said, no, bring it onto set. I was like, oh wow, wow. okay, that's cool. So cool. So being able to tell that story is better than saying oh, I God, worked on it. I can't wait for that video. Yeah. It's so I'm just waiting. February comes out, go to see it, make sure I go and watch the scene back and be like, oh damn, did they cut it? Oh damn. Oh. Cause if they cut it, then it's like, damn, I can't even, it's not really going to hit the same way. But if I see it and they kept even three that's seconds enough. of it, and I can be like that move right there came exactly. from this. Here it is. That's, that's, that's the gold. Cause again, that's another thing that I can promote. That's so awesome. it's like, being able to use for me the next level again for creature bionics now is really is now showing the the, the audience that the end of thing because you've seen that it can work in movement you can see it can work for live action performance but you guys want to know does it cut down time yeah. in post and make it better or does it make it worse? Because if it makes it worse, the practical effects are just good for reference videos yeah. then and not good for actually animation. Yeah, for the animation and the, yeah, so, the industry,
1: yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, and I'll be real honest with it. So, but from what I've been told, so far, so good.
1: No, yeah, well, fingers crossed.
0: And if it didn't, and if it didn't work, then I'll try to create different things and I'll ask the animation team, you know, what would you need for this digi to work what would you need what would you where would you need the markers to be what would you need for it to how would you need it to move and i would work around that and i'll find a way to produce that and then come back around mm. again you know so this is what it's all being tested about so and i'm lucky to have two major 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 productions um, yeah. where i can be like yeah it it worked or it will, or what if we used it on it it didn't work but hey i got to use it on it
1: so yeah it was, it's still yeah. a great experience right whatever happens and there'll be a learning to take yeah. from it whatever happens yeah, no ma- exciting yeah. well fingers crossed for both ace it sounds uh it sounds really exciting thank you um so thank next you. question is another one of our hypotheticals but like the alien question which is uh, what advice would you give your teenage self if you could go back in time
0: The advice I would give my teenage self would be, guess what, Ace? The weird stuff that you do, someone's out there willing to pay (laughs) you for it. Because I did not know that you've, listen, I've been a gamer. I'm still a gamer. I did not know that it was people doing the stuff. I did not know that at all. You didn't know it in school. You didn't know it every time you watched a film, you know? Like, even, like, the blown up buildings and everything, like, You just think it's someone sitting on a computer doing it. I would never have thought being weird and doing voices and doing all of these things that there is. Like, imagine if I was 15 making content, you know, with our little mobile phones back then and, you know, using that as a way to create something like. I would never have thought that. I never thought that. No one, you know, what was weird? Like I do it today with my children. I still play creatures yeah. and monsters, and if I can scare them, then my action is still good. You <laughs> still know? got it. Yeah, that's exactly. that's how I judge it. That's how I judge it because there's no, you know, creature school or yeah. whatever, which is what I've slowly been creating with the different classes and everything. But you know, when it comes to fantasy character. There's no right or wrong way. It's only the way that the director really mm-hmm. wants you to be, you know. Because who can tell you what's the right or wrong way to be a zombie? They're not yeah, real. Yeah, you can only be by what person's production wants you to be. That's that's it. There's no yeah, no real right life reference for a
1: zombie, is there. For
0: There's no real life reference. You know, robots. Remember, robot was always mechanical. Then AI came out, I robot, and they move different. Yeah. So you know who's to say that role what's the re the the right way and who's to say that role? so but if someone had told me back then guess what ace you know look all this voice stuff that you do and all this weird and acting all crazy there are actually people there's acting roles that require this you know now you need to learn how to create content and again uh, back then I just thought the normal way rather than if someone said to me, Ace, create your own door, mm-hmm. you know, create your own door and find a way for them to come knocking on your door. Yeah. You know, what can you do? What can you do to add value? So I would want to know, I would let my younger self know what industry exists. Cause I did not know this industry exists. And then I would give the tools to say, these are the things that people yeah. want to see, you know, they're, they're the things and read more read more because one of the greatest books i feel like i ever read in regards to like the world of business is the 22 immutable laws of marketing that book changed like how i see business and how i look at branding and how i can look at something and understand why that why netflix is number one in the streaming world and why and why disney won't pass it or it broke down why you know certain things succeed compared to another thing so read more realize that there's an industry out there for someone doing what you're doing right now because i did not know that at all jim carrey was the closest to it yeah true you know jim carrey Mm. but i didn't still fathom that as a way of I just thought mm. that's just one way of
1: acting but not you find like a bridge between the two isn't it it's like it's that yeah. a job actually somebody entertaining you on tv <laughs> it's not a career it's for a while but not that yeah and
0: there is you know like Johnny Depp's proving that Jim Carrey's yeah. proving it you know Mr. Bean's proving yeah. it you know so but I didn't see it that I just saw it out oh, there on tv so, so yeah that that would be the advice I would give myself uh in Regards to the performance. That's great advice. Oh. That's
1: great advice. And and similar question, Ace, is what do you wish you'd known when you were starting out?
0: What do I wish I know? I again I I believe from starting out, I would I wish I knew. Let me think about when I first started out. Because again, it all it all opened up slowly to me what I needed to know. But I would say the information I know now, like about branding and marketing, like how important branding and marketing is, how important branding is. Like you, you know, you could be so great at something, but if nobody sees you, you know, it is, you ain't going to get hired. And I realized that, you know, if you can bring people to you, you negotiate the fee. If you have to ask them, they're in control of the fee. So if I say, "Hey Simon, I want to work in your project," you know, would you hire me? I can't give you a <laughs> fee where you're like, "Hold on, you're Hold on. you're yeah. asking me to work." You know, I I and the, and I you know what? I will, and I've never been that person. If I say to someone, "Hey, you know with that thing that you're doing, can I come on board?" I normally mean doing that for free because I'm yeah. asking. You know, what I'm saying I can't ask you then demand the price. But when people come to me and say hey ace what's your fee because i've bought them to me from the attention of of branding and everything so that's what i would really have taken in that branding can determine whether you negotiate the fee or they negotiate the fee how you get yourself out there and knowing the type of content that people want to see like learn to know the content that people want to see because actors ask me you know oh ace is linkedin great and i said yeah linkedin is great because i work in the field of animation around animation of vfx whereas if you're just a plain straight actor i don't see it as a platform for for directors to see you and casting directors i don't see it as that type of platform Mm -hmm. but for mocap and everything for in video gameplay and vfx reference and all of these kind of things 100 percent because those are the people that are really you know everyone most people from ilm are going to be there on linkedin it's very unlikely you know that you know uh steven spielberg is going to be on on linkedin you know but someone from steven spielberg's vfx animation team from dreamworks Mm. animation is probably going to be on there add them all up create some content make them see so yeah that my advice would have been understand the importance of that's branding. Strong. That is That's strong yeah. advice. That is. I like that. Yeah. And what's the book yeah. called again? The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Cool. Myself. It is an amazing, like it broke down so many things. You know, if you can't be the first, if you can't be the first, like, for instance, a prime example. When you think of motion capture and you think of acting, you think of Andy Circus. There's there, you can't think of motion capture and acting without thinking of mm. Andy Circus. It's it, it's impossible. So he's already the first to be yeah. as an actor pioneer, to associate yeah. on that. He's like on that. But then what's the subtitles that I could be the first in? So I could be the first black male actor that's known for mole cap and creature stuff. Or you go even further. And this is another thing that I did. So when I was just doing the arm extensions, people would be like, hey, you're like the Black Andy Circus and Terry Notary, which, which is nice to say. But then I'm like, I don't want to just be in the shadow of yeah. them. So now that, because I do the digi legs, the tails and everything, there's no one that can say, you're like the version yeah. of, because there's no one to reference it back to now. Yeah. Now if Are somebody comes pioneer? with certain yeah. things now, yeah, if someone now comes with digi legs and stuff like that, someone's going to say to them, oh, do you know Ace? You know, because that's what i've been putting out and that's what made me again i'm always trying to find what's different and what i can do for myself so no you know it's no disrespect that you know i'm saying that you know and i I don't mind when people say black version because that's Mm, i don't take that as any form of offense because it's said it's like you know you're the first when someone says you're the first female or you know or the first foreign first foreign prime minister or the first you know Uh, immigrant to be a mayor you know Arnold Schwarzenegger was the second immigrant of or first immigrant to be the mayor of of California you know so you can't take that as a insult because that can be a pride as a a thing to be like wow well done so but I wanted it to be you know not oh I'm just a a version of him no oh do you see what he's doing oh Mm. yeah so now I'm that version you know so that 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 that's it
1: for me I read something recently about like the path to creativity always starts with kind of imitation and then emulation and then innovation for for the right people. So it's literally that path, you know, you have to be inspired by something Yeah, and then you You find your own way. And what you've done is you've found your own niche. You've become the first in what you do.
0: And if it wasn't for Andy circus and Terry nor Doing all of those things, stuff, and me wanting to be like that, and then me saying to myself, "No, I want to have my yeah. own name in something. I want to have my own name for something." And but yeah, it was being inspired by by him first, and Jim Carrey. That Jim Carrey and Andy Circus are my two favorite two favorite actors in regards to yeah. what I want to do. To that they, they do it, so yeah. Proper physical yeah, they, actors. They've inspired me. Excellent. Yeah, very physical.
1: So, a couple more questions, Ace, before we wrap up. Uh, one, the next one is: yeah, What would you okay. change about the in- industry if you had like a magic wand? What would you What would you change?
0: Whoosh.
1: Oh my god! And I would really like to finish things. on the big the big well, questions. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what it. <sighs> you know what? Because it's hard because this is to say that, but then. Okay, a, a thing that I probably would change and this goes into the world of mocap, that the mocap actors and even other people around creating a game, you know, were entitled to things that you're entitled to for film. You know, when I work on a film as a, as a stunts or an acting contract, I get royalties. I get all kinds of things for game. You don't get none of that, you know? So I would definitely like to be like, you know, there should be a part and if it and i can't speak for animate animators cuz i don't know what they might be arguing about but if they were arguing the same thing mm-hmm. too then well bring them on too because at the end of the day like i could do just a week in stunts or a whole 6 months or a couple of days i get yeah. royalties game wise i could be game and what what's even more with game is as an actor in mocap you it's the most work you're going to do in any other industry because You could be doing the movement, then you could be doing the stunts, then you could be doing the voice, like you literally doing doing the locomotion, the gameplay animation, like you are going across different fields. So, going across different fields and you only get the day rate for it, and the game, that game you worked on probably sells over 50 million. Can only imagine the money these games
1: make now?
0: Yeah, and you can't so nah that, that would definitely be something I would definitely be an advocate for 100%. I didn't know that. And, uh, and the only other th- another thing I would say is that it's not even really major to be fair, but uh, so we were talking about the other day that there should be someone on set, like a Samaritan on set, because sometimes people feel like they can't, they may, you know, someone speaks down to you in your, and you're in a position below the person speaking down to you, you feel threatened to tell anybody because you think it might make you lose mm. your job, you know? So if you, there should be someone on set who you can probably speak confidential yeah. to and they make reports of it, you know, that you, cause you've got a nurse on set, you know, you've got safety on set, but what about someone that's there for the mental? Because some people do get treated yeah. badly on set. Like it's not, if, but maybe some people are hard to work with you know, and it's being able to have not feeling like you can't do anything or say anything because you don't want to jeopardize your job or, yeah. uh, you know, like to have someone you can say, look, and if they, and if this person now finds that it's happening to a certain amount, of number of people as well, then at least something can be done. Yeah. Because you hear about people making complaints and it goes nowhere until 20 yeah. years later. Now, now these, all of these people are speaking yeah. up you know, because now there's a movement for it. But there should be someone on set that is able to log these things down for no you. Not even to
1: coaching. You know, I mean, that, it's like, co- be- it's confidential, but you can you can identify yeah. trends and themes. So if more and more people are saying the same thing, then you can take that away and go, hey, look, we've got yeah. this problem or this challenge or this issue arising. You can take action. Yeah,
0: that 100%. And I would like to see at an award show, I would like to see, I would like to see best performance capture award. And that award is given to the animation, the whole team, yeah. the animation and the, the, the performance team, you know, because for someone like Thanos, it took the great voice and it took the great animation. Yeah. So, you know, best CG character, mm. you yeah. know, portrayed in yeah. film or portrayed in film and game, you know, like I believe, you know, because some people, you know, Andy Circus has a point and he said you know at motion capture acting is not different from acting you're just acting under under different circumstances but mocap remember there's no costume sometimes there's no environment apart from the studio you're in so you've got to bear all of this in mind there's not like on set or in theater where you might have doors or costume and everything and then you're working with a team so I feel like a whole team could get an award for for you know because we're moving in the world like look how many characters all the major top films that are at the number one at the top 10 films of the world a majority of them are covered by vfx cg characters avatar marvel dc pirates of the caribbean all of these things have c harry potter CG characters in it, all of the Lord of the Rings CG characters. So, we can win an award for a CG best CG character performance, which is a blend yeah. between the a actor yeah. and the animation VFX team. It can be an, an Oscar award. there, why not? Oscar, yeah, 100%. Absolutely, 100%. But yeah, but I definitely say the main thing would be about the royalties and everything that people should be able to get. Yeah in video games and that's an ongoing thing ongoing it's just it's still ongoing america uk there's no real contracts for video games why i don't know but it just seems to be like yeah it's just a struggle oh if you're a massive actor yeah. then of course you know you yeah. get a buyout You get a large buyout you a and so but yeah but if you're someone like me who's Done a majority of characters in the game. I've played this character, that character, this character. I might have done half the characters in the game, and all I do is get the day rate, which is, you know, what cool. But it's like, if if there is other industries getting royalties
1: for these it's kind the of things, thing, why? It? Why it's, it's the, the same, same thing? It's thing. a performance. You know it's uh, a, a character that will live on forever. These games get played over and over, and I do to people watching movies over and over. Probably more so on the gaming side. Yeah. In terms of the life and of also a character on the yeah. gaming
0: side. Yeah, so I think that would definitely be a thing, you know, if you're working on a game for x amount of time or you've done x amount of characters, then you know, you should be you, should, you do deserve it. It's like on film if you've been on set for longer than 6 weeks or 3 months, you know, you get some of the the gifts from rap. Yeah. You know, the bag, the T-shirt, the jacket. If you've only been in there for a day or two or one week, then, yeah, it's understandable why you don't. But if you've been on the film long, hard, yeah, yeah of course. So if you've been on the game for a good amount of duration of time, played a certain amount of characters, covered an X amount of days, then there should be something yeah. in there that says, okay, this is,
1: you know, I, I'll definitely argue That's that. eye-opening for sure. Um, So still on industry, uh, Ace, it's uh, this uh, penultimate question, which is the industry advice question, which is one thing we can do as a step towards a more inclusive and diverse industry. Pretty much what Access VFX was set up to achieve. What could we do? Do you know what?
0: I, I don't feel like there is... Okay, people can say there's not enough diversity, but I think it comes down to a majority of things. One, you got to look at the, the ratio of people. I look at the like, for instance, in the UK. So there's not even more than 7% black people in the UK. Of those 7%, how many of them are going to want to be VFX artists? Probably less than 1%. Like probably less than yeah 1% so it's going to be hard to create more diversity when the population is not Mm -hmm. the same like the only thing I would say what might help is that animation of vfx is is brought into school and then they know about it so when you do art you know you do art in primary school art should be also with animation you know because nobody knows that there's a career in animation until maybe you know average college maybe yeah. if your family works in it then you know, the, it you know from you know from the very someone, beginning
1: yeah it's still quite hidden isn't it as yeah. an industry if,
0: yeah it's very hidden it's very you know that there's so many roles for vfx and and people don't understand that vfx to me vfx and animation if you've got that skill in your back pocket to me you're the most valuable player within the entertainment industry because you can work in film game tv commercial online like you you know anything you you've been able to make someone disappear you're like all of these kind of things are so it's so needed So I think the only way to really diversify it really is we have to make people aware from it from young. And again, that's a school thing. And, and, you know, there's the argument about school, you know, there's always the argument about school. I don't think school, you know, plays more towards creativity and more creates some more logic. You know, we're not, you know, it's crazy because if you don't, if you can't do certain things like normal, what they class as normal, you know, you'll be, Dyslexic, you're this, you're that, but there's nothing really governing around the, how much you express your creativity. So if you don't express it to this level, then you're dislabeled. Like there's no label for whether if you, you all you get is you're very creative. You. You, there's no if you if you're not there's no this level of creativity, and if you go below it, then you know you're labeled and you're gonna get yeah. help for it. It's just. It's just, just left, you know, no you application, is read there? as there's, much as sorry to interrupt to read, it, but there's yeah. no, it's like yeah. you're
1: creating a creative kid, but there's no uh, application to how it works in industry or a job or what you can do with that apart from nope. be an artist or be a graphic designer or something, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, that's it. There's nothing, you know, if you can't read a certain level then, or write a certain level, you get classes mm. dyslexic, you get, you know, this, that, this, that, and it's things to support you. But what about the creative yeah. side? The only thing creative is what just art, and yeah, what you can else? draw exactly. Creativity yeah. goes so much further and than yeah. that. And what physics? Yeah. Is it physics when we do the, the the stuff? Okay, cool. No, so for me, the only way it can be more diverse realistically is it being brought into the education system and being like it, it's it's yeah. visible, visible there outside of that i think for people to not be afraid of trying to start their own company trying to yeah. start you know their own because you know a lot of people <clears throat> might be afraid to do it because you know the big names you know are scary to go yeah. against or you know but you know sometimes you you don't even realize that a lot of the big names hire a lot of the smaller yeah. names to help on a project. Like, people don't really realise that. You know, I've... I You automatically, from the outside in, in, think, if you didn't know, that, you know, ILM would be battling with Framestore or something like that. But then, when you're in the industry, you realise how much they okay. all work together. So like you say, same shows. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's same, like the wetter example you mentioned yeah, earlier. Same yeah. shows. Part, oh, you know, if something's too much, they pass it on and everything. But on the outside in, you think they're battling oh, for... You know that one thing. that's why you know what i'm saying that's the only thing you see
1: 61 members all studios bidding on the same work working on the same shows bidding community yeah.
0: you know so <clears throat> so like i would say yeah but people not to be afraid to try to start their own Sorry, you know studio but realistically it being introduced into the school system from yeah. early maybe with art because animation come on without animation if you took if you swiped animation off this planet vfx off this planet all the cartoons are gone all of it right now all of it not all of it's gone it's finished all your favorite kids favorite films gone everybody they dressed up as comic con (laughs) is all gone so vfx animation plays massive the one of the biggest roles not even just in entertainment in like our childhood you know that should be known that you can work in this industry. There's something there as an artist and there's so many levels to it. Some people are just for lighting. Some people are just for, no one ever told you, I love the way that the clouds look and, you know, I just Mm -hmm. want to focus on lighting. Like you, when you work in this field, you realize there might be someone hired just to deal with the fur or a group just to, to deal with the water, you know, just to deal with how the trees look in the scene. Like, there's some, and no, and you don't know that. It feeds into,
1: like you say, it feeds into culture. I think people, I always say this on the podcast is, is, you know, film, TV, games, animation, it's all part of culture. It's stuff that lives on forever. Like, you know, we talk about favorite shows. You were talking about Terminator 2 earlier. And these are things that will live on and on and on. And to play some part in that is huge. To have a credit on any film that has, that's good, (laughs) which is most of them, is incredible. Games. I mean, again, your example about um, artists or or, or, or mocap, uh, artists not getting the credit they deserve not getting the money they deserve in, in games it's games are, yes again the, the storytelling yeah. games that are out there now the god of war the last of us these are crazy these are features that their story is storytelling at the, the highest level and they'll last forever yeah. and be a big part of cult, Yeah, a big part of culture
0: and it's and it's crazy because the actors for that it's funny because and you know the actors for some of these games who have done some of the stuff. You don't even yeah, know no who. They, most people don't know yeah. who they are. I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Their performances. But they played a major part. They played a yeah. massive part. Huge. So yeah. I would say those things. All right,
1: Ace. We're going in for the big finish now. So I've been asking you a lot about the advice you've received over the years and the the, the nuggets yeah. that have come your way. So the final question is the big career advice question, which is your nugget of advice for anyone trying to get into this industry.
0: I would say to people, there are, I can say so many, but there's 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 the there's a print that I turn around and say, which is first you need to be seen. Once you need to be seen, which is branding, yeah. then you need to have the skill. And once you have the skill when you get hired, you need to have the personality. So you need to be able to, I would say to people, if you're in the if you've already got the skill, meaning you've done the training, you've done all of this kind of stuff, then you need to find ways to create content that make people think, I want to hire you. Think from the perspective of How can I make people come and knock my door? Think from that perspective. Because, you know, you could be an animator or a VFX artist. And guess what? If you make content that got 10 million views on YouTube, people are coming to your door. (laughs) They're coming. They're going to come to your door more than it would be if you emailed everybody, hey, please look at Mm -hmm. my content. Hey, please. You could have the same content, email it to all of the studios. And maybe... Some people get back to you and some people say no. Oh, we don't we don't we don't have any spaces, da da, da, da blah blah blah. Same content. But that same content gets put on YouTube, it's somehow or TikTok, mm. it goes viral. And <clears throat> people are asking you, Wow, how did you like for instance, I don't know if you've seen the the Effects remake of Phanis uh and this the guy from Snowfall and he's got the stones and he sniffs <laughs> the stone. Like I, yeah, I, I need to find it, it and way. send it to you. It's basically from a TV show called Snowfall, which is like about drugs and stuff and everything. They cut one of the guys out, put it in fantasy scene, and it looks so real. So real. Like it was really a part of it. Like everything, the blend, everything. And you know, there's probably VFX studios and things like, who made that? Who made that? You know, and that there will get you the job. So I would say to people, if you're in the world of of having the the skill of the back pockets of even if it's acting or anything, create content that will make people want to come to you. That's my number one advice. And think about how, think from the perspective about how you can add value to the industry. Like, what can I do with my work to add value to the industry because anything, if you, and, and even if you look at it on a, on a business scale, the, re- the reason why some some businesses like Amazon and YouTube, they do so well. Why? Because they allow other people to make money. Do yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know yeah. what I'm saying? That YouTube ha- is what has the second highest subscribers over Facebook. But most of these platforms now, guess what? They allow other people to make money. So if you can create content that adds value to the industry, that allows other individuals to take what you've done and use it as a guide or use it in some form of way, that with doing things that are beyond the stereotype, and I say that to anybody, if you do stuff that when people look at you, they don't expect you to do that, then you hit those keys. And as well as having the punctuality and the professionalism to be easy to work with, because you can have all the great skill, all the great branded, but if you're asked to work with it, makes yeah. no difference. So I would say, if you got the skill, do things that think about from the perspective, how can I make ILM want to hire me? Maybe I might take one of their Mandalorian shots and add something into that shot and repost it back on Thingy and be like, oh, I decided to add this character from this Star Wars series in this in, in this Mandalorian episode. And if it blends and works well, like they're having a conversation, yeah. you're going to get the attention of somebody. And that's just an idea yeah. right there. I say to voiceover people, listen, take one of those YouTube trail, film trailers, swipe out the audio, swipe it, put your audio in it and put it over and be like, this is how I would have done the video yeah, yeah. voiceover for this film. That's it. You know, or you as a VFX artist, yeah, you get your favorite trailer and say, I took this trailer and I thought, oh, I wanted to make it more dark. So this is what oh, I've done. I and people look at it and be like, oh, my God, I've seen. Oh, wow. And that's how you do it. You know, because once the moment you're using other people's stuff that's already famous out there, you've already got people's eyes. So if someone said, if someone, your favorite trailer, let's say your favorite trailer was the Matrix uh-huh. trailer. Just imagine. And then you saw a VFX artist say. I remixed the, v- the 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 Matrix trailer by putting in some additional VFX that I believe was needed. Just because it's the Matrix, and because you like the Matrix, you're gonna give it some attention. And if they pull it off in that first ten yeah. seconds, and it's great and it's got your attention, you're watching that whole one
1: minute. Make stuff. You're watching that whole That's one. Great minute. advice, Ace. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, uh, and I'm glad you yeah, mentioned yeah. the um, beyond the stereotype. I was almost <laughs> going to add that as my finishing piece, and you beat me to it. You brought it full, full, full circle to back to that yeah. those three yeah, words. You have
0: to, man. You bring, bring it because no matter what, we have to be realistic. Everybody, from race, age, everything has a stereotype. You know, if you see a a, a ninety, I saw a video today of a 97 year old woman doing gymnastic hmm. bars that's going to stand out. It's never going to leave me. Why? Because I just my stereotype of a 97 year old is not on a gymnastic bars doing good work. So there is ways to even stand out. What's the, what's the stereotype of a VFX artist in your field? What's the stereotype of you? Is it, you know, they, if you come from, you know, you know, India has a lot of VFX. Imagine they said the stereotype is that they do this. Well, go and do something and make people think, did that come from, from america oh geez oh this guy did it wow Wow. at that level oh my god so that's beyond beyond the stereotype it doesn't have to be race it could be what is the stereotype vfx shot that everybody wants to Mm. to do easily how can you make that in a different way and make people be like oh my god who created that you know so it's just yeah it's just the creation of being able to take something and use it at a level add value find a way to add value to the industry think from the perspective add value and how can i make these people come to me and it's going to be content you're as if if you're in visual effects if you're in animation even if you're an actor we want visuals we we want to see visuals if you tell me you're a great animator and i say show me your work and you're like oh i haven't got anything together yet doesn't make no sense put yourself out there once you've got the visuals don't put yourself out there before the visuals put the visuals out there so and like I said I gave away an easy one you could easily say okay how do I want to work for wetter what does what, what did wetter work on okay how can I probably enhance this wetter shot that they done here okay let's do that now now let's make it even more dramatic and then put it out people will watch and then you could that could be your trend your trend could be you take shots from particular films and you add additional vfx like that could be your trend that you yeah. start like there's this guy, uh, I, don't, I can't remember his name, but he does like things where he will fall onto the table and turn into Oh, I've seen those. And he, yeah. he sends a liquid yeah, and all yeah, kinds of things.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that was his yeah. trend. He TikTok was his trend videos, doing such things, standing still, drop and falls into a cake. Then he shows you the behind the scene of how he done it. It's incredible. He's, he's got millions of followers on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. That was his thing. Of course, he gets hired to do
1: work for stuff.
0: There you go. Create your trend. Create
1: a trend. You know, create. Oh, you trend. give me another t-shirt yeah. slogan now, Ace. Thank you. Add that to your collection. <laughs> Ace, I'm going to have to close yeah. the the vault. Um there's so much more we no could probably get into, but I'm going to it's it's a heavy it's still very heavy so the door is closed for another for another episode. Um but yeah, before we let you go, Ace, a um, couple of things. One is is there anything you've already kind of touched on the films that are kind of coming out soon, but is there uh, anything you want to plug, anything you anything you're doing you want to shout out that you'd like people to be aware of? Hey, hey,
0: I don't know. Just, 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 just follow me on LinkedIn, man. You never know. There might be something that might be useful for you guys on LinkedIn. Yes. Check out the website creaturebionics.com. You know, and you know, go watch. Go watch any. You know, Ant Man's coming out. Hopefully, if you go and see, it, I can then tell you what it what was happening. in It. You know, watch. Shout out to Has. Yeah, with of Riff. course. You know, he allowed me to. That was one of the main reasons why I got my suit was to work with. With has you know go check that out you know and yeah just just you know any anything that is in relations to creatures and fantasy characters that you guys might want some additional advice on or a look a different perspective from check out creaturebionics.com dot nice. com or just come add me on LinkedIn and I, I talk to as much as people as I can man
1: as much as I can you so go. you know it's an offer right there yeah man. Do, Yeah, do that that right there. Amazing, amazing. uh, uh, We didn't get even into has, um, and it has if you're listening. Sorry we didn't uh, talk about Rift as much as I would have liked to have, Um, but it looks amazing, and I'm very excited for, uh, I think it's wrapped now, isn't it, isn't it, due to release soon? Yeah, yeah, completed. Yeah, the trailer's out, isn't it? So good luck with that too. Um, And uh, Ace, I I never know how to finish a podcast. I'm just going to say, Ace, thank you for coming on the Access VFX Pod. Been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we'll get you back for a part two so we can get into more conversation. No problemo. Thank you for having me. Well, that was episode 28 of the Access VFX podcast. What a brilliant guest Ace was. If you haven't checked out his awesome work, you can do so at creaturebionics.com or via his regular posts on LinkedIn. Before you go, a couple of things. Please go to Apple podcasts, give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and leave us a review if you fancy it. And most importantly, please get involved with our Foundry and now Netflix sponsored global e-mentoring program. If you're in the UK, Europe, USA, Canada, Australia, or New Zealand, you can sign up for free to be partnered with an industry mentor or be a mentor yourself to folks aspiring or just getting started in VFX animation or games. Please note that in Europe, you need to be aged 18 and over, and the rest of the world, 13 and over. Go to accessvfx.org forward slash mentors and change someone's life. Thank you, Ace, for being an effing amazing guest. Thanks to Tom for producing it and for the graphics. And of course, thanks to you for listening. We'll be taking a Christmas break from the podcast, but we'll be back in the new year with another set of incredible episodes with incredible people. That just leaves me to say, From all of us at Access VFX, have a very Merry Christmas.